Welcome to Vanguard Radio. through a little bit of VNN business, and um, we have a couple guests that are going to come on, uh, James and, and Bud, and of course callers, and uh, I'll need to remind you all how to go about doing that. Uh, yeah, why don't I go ahead and do that right now? Uh, the Skype contact ID is VNN Free Talk Live. That's VNN Free Talk Live, and uh, you should download uh, Skype. Put it on your computer. It's free. It's how we communicate here. And it's everyone I know on VNN that I'm able to talk with, uh, they all have Skype. And so it's a really good way to get connected. And it's how we uh, communicate here. We're, we're going to be getting a number uh, for this, uh, for this um, particular ID that can be called uh, because some people are on dial-up. But uh, that has not been done yet. There's only so many hands to get things done. But what you'll need to do if you want to be on the show, and, and we really we really want uh, guests on this show, uh, what you need to do is you need to send me a chat message when you get uh, Skype on your uh, computer. Uh, Skype is more than just a, a kind of a voice over IP phone uh, software. It also has Skype in it. Uh, and so uh, you can send me a, a chat message and, and so... Uh, with all the things going on in the studio, and I'm one person, uh, having a call just come in and you know putting them online is just a little bit too much. And besides, it could be a crank or some idiot. So we want to be careful with that. Uh, something else that you want to know about Skype is that uh, domestic and long-distance calls are free. Uh, and uh, international calls to other people that have Skype uh, are also free. So it's just a great deal. Uh, you just can't get around it. Uh, also, um, another thing that happened this week is I got a PM from someone that wanted to remain anonymous. Uh, back in, in 2005, uh, January of 2005, I did a show on a gentleman named Robert Osborne. And this was, um, this was an incident that I remember happening and ended up on Goyfire. And that was long before I was a guest on Goy Fire. Uh, he uh, was a, a man that w- uh, lived in uh, in the Midwest here in Independence, Missouri, the hometown of uh, former President Harry S. Truman. And uh, you'd think Independence, Missouri, you know, that's uh, probably a nice little Midwestern town. Well, uh, like everywhere else, uh, the niggers are there. And uh, he was riding home from his job at a, a supermarket. Uh, he was uh, well liked there, had a, had a good job there, riding his bike home, and a couple niggers, I don't know, probably smoking pot in the park or something like that, and uh, uh, didn't have anything else to do, so they started uh, hunting him, and one of them had a shotgun in the back of his car, and um, believe it or not, uh, they missed uh, the first two times, and uh, you know they got it was kind of a, in a way it was kind of comic. Uh, until Mr. Osborne was shot and killed, but 
they, <clears throat> I don't know, they got wrapped up in like going down the wrong way in one-way streets to get him and things like this. And and one time, uh, finally, uh, th- this is not, this is very tragic. Uh, so they finally figured out, well, let's uh, let's drive the car up ahead of him and hide behind a tree, and when he passes by, we'll shoot him. And that's exactly what they did. Well, <clears throat> the uh, the DA in uh, I believe that's Jackson County, Missouri. It may not be the DA in Jackson County, Missouri wants to uh, drop uh, the charges from capital murder to uh, some sort of second degree murder uh, to streamline the process and to make the conviction easier. The family of Mr. Osborne uh, they are not happy about this. And they posted a, a bulletin board. They posted a note on New Nation News, another really good site. And uh, I was forwarded that information. So if um, maybe I'll, someone will hunt that out for me in the thread. Uh, but uh, during the show, if I get a free moment when a guest is on, I'll put that in there. Uh, this thread about Robert Osborne is in the um, is in the general discussion uh, section. It shouldn't be too far down. Uh, if someone can paste that in there, that would be great. Uh, and uh, call the DA, I guess. Uh, here it is. Let me. Die. I just found it, and I'll post that in there right now. Uh, something else that was kind of interesting. I wanted to talk about. Oh, I didn't get the book down. But um, uh, German engineering, and uh, it turns out that um, uh, that AMD, the microprocessor uh, company has uh, really benefited by putting their plant in uh, Germany. In fact, uh, Dresden, Germany. And uh, let's see. Yeah, here here it is. This is the article, AMD's secret weapon, German skills. For the past decade, Germans have watched in dismay as their industrial might migrated to lower-cost regions of Asia. So it's all the more surprising that uh, one U.S. high-technology company has concentrated almost all of its manufacturing in Germany, home of intransigent unions, coddled workers, and high wages. I tell you what, uh, I was a critic of unions for a long time, and I still am because all they want to do is sign up uh, illegal aliens. But uh, by and large, uh, American workers have very little say in their workplace, and the balance has gone too far into the favor of... um, of, uh, business interests in this country and it's just that's just a fact uh, anyway continuing on with the story uh, Sunnyvale California based chip maker AMD has made the East German city of Dresden its manufacturing capital except for a small number of chips produced in Singapore and elsewhere um, yeah, well this is bad for the qua in fact uh, since spinning off a plant in Austin Texas it, it so basically they shut down a plant in Austin Texas and laid off people uh, so they can move the jobs to Germany. Well, the fact of the matter is is that um, the good German and uh, Aryan Americans could do the job, but this country is uh, filling up with uh, low IQ, third world brown types, and they cannot do it, and they cost more to employ and everything else. But anyway, let me continue on with the story. Uh, AMD has invested $8 billion in Germany, uh, and making it one of the largest foreign investors in the region and generating an estimated 7,000 jobs directly. Good for the Germans. Uh, goes on to say, why Dresden? Uh, hold on. It was in Dresden, Germany. Uh, 
There was something else. Listen to this. Now, keep in mind that oodles of Germans uh, came over here. Germans are known for engineering aptitude, and we have seen this in action. So, that's good. They got good genes over there. And they're, if they can keep themselves together, not let the Arabs uh, uh, pollute their gene pool, they're going to be there for a long time. Uh, there's something else I wanted to mention about this uh, in, um, in, um, in relation to human accomplishment. And this is a book by uh, Charles Murray. And if you don't want to buy the book, which I do recommend you, you buy, uh, you go to the uh, bookstore and take a look at it. Because what he does is he very systematically uh, weighs and measures human accomplishments uh, basically by race, although he confines it to the uh, historical geographic boundaries of race. Uh, and if you look at the preponderance of human accomplishment in these incident maps that he shows, um, basically you have this gigantic cluster of points from about northern Italy up to southern England. And of course there's other uh, clusters of points here and there, uh, some in France and and some in Scotland, and, and uh, some in Russia, a few here and there in the U.S., a few points of light uh, in a few odd places in China and Japan, but that's about it. And uh, my guess is, uh, as I've always thought, that if the problem we whites are facing is to be solved, it's not going to, <laughs> I know this is going to make a lot of people unhappy, it probably won't come from the United States. Uh, we've got enormous advantages here. This, that's just my opinion, and of course it's speculation. We've got enormous advantages here in, in terms of the political rights that uh, still exist, however uh, they've been watered down, um, which uh, could be a catalyst for change somewhere else. But um, I think that if you read Mr. Murray's book, which goes into all kinds of uh, accomplishments in terms of science and arts and, and so on, uh, you'll see that for the entire world, in fact, this area of, uh, of Middle Europe uh, is the uh, cradle of human accomplishment for the entire world. And I would think uh, that that's where uh, we're going to see progress in, uh, in our cause. Uh, and that's why the cause of Europe is uh, so important to us. Okay, uh, we've got uh, a couple guests, as I said, James Hawthorne. Uh, let me see if he has messaged me. We're going to talk a lot about his show tonight. We're going to have uh, uh, sound clips. Uh, no, James is not. Let me send him a chat message here. He's supposed to be here at 8 o'clock. James, you there? But I've got Bud White, and I'm going to bring him on in just a minute. Um, and he's doing a hell of a job there uh, in New Jersey, talking about the kikes and their crimes. So let's uh, let's bring Bud on. But first, let's play a short song here, uh, a song you're not going to hear somewhere else. And I kind of like it. It's called uh, uh, "Kill Me a Nigger." I'm gonna kill me a nigger. I'm gonna pull me the trigger. I wanna get me a wigger, wigger, wigger. I said, I, I wanna kill me a nigger. I wanna pull me the trigger. I wanna get me a wigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
someone ever finds out the name of that group, uh, let me know. Uh, that's um, a collection of songs that made their way to my hands from uh, Stan Sikorsky. Of course, if anyone knows how Stan's doing, uh, uh, that would be uh, uh, some information to pass along. Uh, last we knew, he was uh, having some uh, family problems. So, uh, but he's been around. He's been away for quite a while. So um, maybe something else came along. Okay, it looks like James showed up. But uh, l- first, let's bring in um, let's bring in Bud White uh, and talk to him for a little bit about uh, events happening in New Jersey. Uh, all right, and I'll probably bring in. Um, oh crud! I don't have. Uh, oh, here he is. But I didn't have his contact here. Okay, I'm calling you, bud. Bud? Hello. Yeah, I'm on. You sound like you might be a little bit soft. All right, hold on a second. A little better? Uh, not, not much. All right, hold on. I'll go ahead and bring uh, bring uh, James Hawthorne in. Any better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're getting it. We are getting a lot of like background, uh, kind of like uh, humming and stuff a little bit. It's not real bad, but 
Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing that. For some reason, it's coming up through the, uh, the computer. Okay. Um, kind of sounds like you're in the back, uh, in the basement or something. No, uh, it's picking up something, I think, on this computer. It's, it's picking up uh, the microphone in the back. The connection is near the fan, so... Okay. Uh, I think it's picking up a little bit of that uh, background noise. It's really not that bad. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, it it's, uh, could be improved, but it's not a big deal. Uh, right. But, but anyway, what's happening in, in New Jersey? Oh, lots of good news. This, okay. Lots of good news. First of all, give the, give the website address. Okay, it's www.newjersey, spelled out, newjerseyunfiltered.com. All right, good. So, what's happening over there? Uh, we've got a lot of news going on over in uh, Lakewood. Um, I posted on it last week. Uh, there was a, uh, they actually started fining those uh, Lakewood landlords the Hasidics, and they basically uh, staged a protest over at the mayor's house. Uh, one of them was fined $3,000. Wow. And apparently about... Is I the mayor a kike? Uh, yeah, he is. Wow. And I believe he's either... I'm not sure what the difference is. He might be orthodox. Okay. Um, I don't know what the difference is between orthodox or Hasidic. Uh, but they staged a protest, and about 20 or 30 of them went over and uh, caused the scene at his house. And they actually had him uh, quoted in the paper uh, that he himself was even shocked by their behavior. Basically, uh, the overwhelming attitude is coming over from there. We're going to do what we want, uh, and how dare you find us. Um, this kind of reminds me of the story mm-hmm. that happened about a year ago. Chutzpah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Pure, pure, pure and simple. Right. Uh, they had a story. Oh, uh, that sounds really bad now. The fan on the computer just kicked on, right? Wow, yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, it's not, we'll, we'll bear with it a little bit longer. Um, it reminds me of the story from last year where one of them... Uh, you know, that's some fan. That sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Hold on. Let me see what I can do. You must have... No, I'm just kind of joking with you. That sounds like... You must have, like, a computer the size of a file cabinet. No, actually, it's a notebook. Oh, well, that's something. I think somehow it's... The wiring in it, somehow it's picking up the noise of the fan. It must not not be properly grounded or something. Okay. It reminds me of the story from a year ago where... They had a young Hasidic woman got pulled over. Uh, apparently, this cop didn't know any better over there in Lakewood. I, I guess they're all supposed to let the, the Hasidics drive however they want. Mm-hmm. So this cop pulled over a young Hasidic woman, and uh, apparently her uncle or some relative of hers was a rabbi, uh, who came over to question the cop uh, and asked him what he was doing. And the, the rabbi... Uh, must have gotten flustered or wanted to see what the cop's badge number or the name on the badge or the name on his shirt, uh, leaned over into the cop car to grab the cop by, by his shirt. And I remember a lot of people on the forums were basically saying, 
here's a Jew who, who makes a hand movement towards a cop while he's sitting in the front seat of his uh, patrol car. And a lot of people commented, you know, if that was anyone other than one of the Lord's, you know, the chosen people, uh, whoever would have made that kind of move would have winded up with a bullet in their head. Yeah. Especially, uh, you know, especially, you know, I don't know, a cop, you know, grabbing a cop by the shirt, all that stuff. Well, they, there's an established pattern over there uh, where uh, they walk around in that town doing whatever they want with no fear of prosecution. Uh, and they're often, when they're held to the standards of society, when they're dragged into court, when they're fined by a municipal court, uh, their level of, of chutzpah comes to the surface as if to say, uh, how dare you hold us in check? How dare you uh, expect us to comply by your rules? Um, and I think the mayor, even the mayor last week, was shocked at this, this uh, they called it a protest. And uh, they had guys quoted in the newspaper saying, uh, you know, we've been able to do this, and nothing, this has never happened to anybody before. Talking about the farm, in other words, uh, one guy was, was fined three thousand dollars for not having a, a CO. He had overcrowding of the property, and uh, they they literally were shocked uh, that that one of them got dragged into court for it. So I guess the expectation over there is they sent out a, a signal to these Lakewood landlords that look. We are going to drag you into court, and uh, we are going to find you. Gosh, you know, um, I, I've said I've said many times that um, I, I had never seen these people growing up here, and uh, and now I'm starting to see them, and they're very brash, and and they're one of the few people where I um, where I go each day that will actually that will actually bring their children. Uh, you know, with with them into the uh, into in, you know into the into the daily routine of life, and uh, and you know uh, you know it's just uh, it's just amazing. Uh, uh, I, I, you know these people, uh, you know, and, and they have all these uh, ropes and stuff hanging off their uh, off their uh, belts and and they're oh just it's just, it's just a they're they're a bizarre thing. group. They're yeah. a bizarre group. Um, I don't know if you saw in the news today. A lot of news in the Newark Star Ledger. A lot of news coming hey, out of by the. By the uh, way, Newark. bud. By the way, every you're, you've just cleared up entirely. The fan turned off. I mean, but even your voice, even your voice cleared up. You don't sound like you're coming out of the, you know out of like a, you're shouting in the bottom of a basement or some, a bottom of a well. No, I'm not. I'm I'm actually on on the side of the house right now. Not it, it is a big it is a big room with high ceilings. Okay. So I don't I don't know if that that's doing it. Um, the most violent city in the United States. Yeah. Is no longer Camden, New Jersey. It's uh, hold on. I know what it is because I heard it today. It's um. Oh damn! I forgot it though. But Camden's it's in Missouri. Still in top five. It's in it's Saint in Missouri. Louis. There you go. St. Louis. That's what it was. And w- would you be surprised you if, if I told you city number two was Detroit? Y- yeah. City number three is Flint, Michigan? Yeah, Flint. Yeah. And city number four is, is Compton, California? Uh, yeah. And five is, is your your uh, alma mater. Probably, Cam- probably Camden. It yeah. is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, now what do all those cities have in common? Uh, well, they all have uh, streets. <laughs> they all have, uh, uh, you know, cars, and I don't know what else. What could it be? You know, I haven't run it by city data, but you know, you're right. I mean, obviously, they're 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 nigger cities. And, right. Uh, uh, I'm surprised. And uh, on the flip side of that, just to show you the disparity, because a lot of people on the message form will say, you know, how could you live in such a shitty state like New Jersey? And right next to me, about five miles down the road, was voted the safest city in the United States. Isn't that something? Brick, New Jersey. Bricktown, New Jersey. Uh, and also there's... there's um, there's a, is it Amherst up in New York? Amherst, New yeah. York is always uh, in the top five as far as being uh, the safe, you know, one of the safest uh, cities in the United States. Um, let me see what else is going on. Um, there's an article today, just something a little bizarre. There was somebody from, uh, some black guy from North Jersey from the Newark area. Uh, you know, some of the stuff that these, these people do are just bizarre. You know what's, uh, what's interesting about this uh, this city data thing uh, that, that came out today was um, uh, this. I looked at where some of these places were on the map, and some of them were in in really close proximity to each other. And uh, uh, they uh, this is um, you know you know you know who Tom Chittum is, right? Mm, not ringing a bell. Okay, Tom Chittum wrote a book called Civil War Two. And he was a he was an ex soldier, uh, ex mercenary, and he gave a whole chapter in there about about balkanization and, and how it would impact uh, a future scenario he had in mind uh, uh, in the United States. And he he sees a Yugoslavia type situation here, and uh, and and he talks about you know isolated communities and so forth and and he talks about r- very rigid lines developing between uh, groups and uh, and and this is really uh, somewhat of a well it, it is a manifestation of what he was talking about and uh you know you got these uh, remarkable uh, lines of differentiation between two communities uh and i use that term community in in at least in in the one case you know, uh, in a really fuzzy way, because uh, Camden, New Jersey, uh, and and was it Temple, New Jersey, or yeah, the other city in New Jersey, uh, the, Camden, New Jersey, is hardly could be hardly be considered a community. And so, uh, anyway, uh, it, I, it's one of those chapters there in Civil War II. You can download Civil War II off of Solar General. I, I recommend the book highly. Although in my mind, it, it, it's by no means certain that uh, uh, it's by no means certain to me that the United States is ever going to have a civil war uh, in the sense that, in, in a, as how he described it, it certainly could happen. But uh, uh, I don't know. I have my doubts sometimes that, that anyone will ever fight back. But maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, anyway. So back to New Jersey. Um. Got a couple minor news stories. Uh, there was, uh, I'm looking at the Newark Star Ledger right now. Um, some migrant worker was stabbed to death. Um, so I guess you could file that under you know, good news. Run of the mill stabbing, yeah. Yeah, that's good right. news, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a news report that actually made the, uh, the New York TV channels uh, out of Newark uh, where they had some uh, very, very young. Uh, 
black kid from Newark uh, got shot in a, in a gang-related incident, and the, uh, the TV channel reported that he had a long history of drug dealing, and uh, he was shot and killed, and they had his mother on, and I found it very interesting uh, how the mother, of course, gets on TV, and uh, her son has an arrest record a mile long, but he was a good boy. And I thought to myself, you know, if your son really was a good boy, he wouldn't be dead right now. Uh, and it's just amazing to me, uh, you know, the two traits you find in them is, is one, their behavior, and then two, the justifications. So here's her son, who I don't even think the kid was 20. He's dead. Uh, the TV channel uh, reported that he had a long history of uh, drug dealing toward his father against him. The police have come out and have said that this is gang related. He was shot in, in a... Uh, um, the address was Martin Luther King Boulevard. Martin Luther King Boulevard, huh? There you go. What are, what are those known about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, whenever every... Every shithole has one. Every, you know, Philadelphia, Newark, Camden, you know, Compton, Detroit, every... every New Orleans. Know. Right. If you're on Martin Luther King Boulevard, you're in the projects. Uh, but just to watch this woman, you know, even after his death, with no acceptance, no responsibility, you know, I guess, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's stupid of me to expect, you know, what would she say on TV? Well, my, my, my son never learned his lesson. This is the life that he chose. And this is, this is uh, you know, not to say he got... What, what would she say? Well, that's the life he chose. No, my son was a good boy. Oh, they're all uh, good boys. That's yeah, the exactly. thing is, he was such a good boy. Right. Uh, then they have another report of a guy here who goes to New York over the weekend and uh, apparently cut in front of somebody online at a delicatessen. Uh, later on, it involved uh, him and this other person from this, this uh, delicatessen. Uh, somehow he winds up in traffic. I guess the guy must have got out of the car. There was an altercation. So this, this guy, I guess this black guy from Newark, must have learned that cutting somebody online in a, in a delicatessen in, in New York at 4 o'clock in the morning is not a good idea. Yeah. So he was stabbed and, and uh, dead on arrival at the hospital up there in Manhattan. So I mean, hey, look. I mean, you know, the guy could have been hungry, right? I mean, the guy well, that stabbed him, right? Yeah, and, and what is this guy, <laughs> you know, what is this I mean, guy on, doing at 4 o'clock you know. in the morning uh, driving out to a delicatessen uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning on a, uh, you know, into Manhattan? Uh, hey, well, so look, look, bud. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go because you're. It's starting to come back again. Okay. But, but before you go, uh, 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 and uh, before you go, I want to ask you. We shared some information about about um, New Jersey Unfiltered. Uh, the link's on top of the forum, actually, and it's also on the side panel on on GoVNN.com. And uh, I do appreciate that. Yeah. It, well, it's uh, well, yeah. We're all working together here on the same. Uh, Objectives and um, it's NewJerseyUnfiltered.com and and uh, we uh, we talked about some of the numbers and they were pretty good. I thought for a new blog, 
and uh, and I guess I guess you're, we're getting uh, referrals in from uh, from Yankee Jim's blog. Uh, right. We were looking at the logs, and uh, we were getting referrals in from Expose Expose them all. And I thought there was another uh, uh, blog. Dave Pringle. Dave Pringle. What was it? Oh, Pringles. Yeah. Dave Pringle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, funny thing about Pringle is uh, his site was, has been down last couple days, but. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I you're getting quite a few hits. Uh, they aren't leaving comments, but uh, uh, you're getting quite a few hits, uh, especially for a new blog like that. And so uh, I, I don't know, but it it's some of the it's one of the better blogs that I've I've seen out there. And I, I hope everyone you know visits New Jersey Unfiltered. Now you would give me a number of something like three uh, hundred ninety-five page requests. Yeah, three hundred ninety-five. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was it was really very good. Uh, I, I forgot that was per day or per week. I thought it was per day, and uh, and it, at the time when I was looking, I said, "Wow, that's pretty good." And unless you're um, just in, unless you're just hitting refresh at your home. No, time. no, I, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I well, I, I would assume I'm that when I publish you. when I publish an article, yeah, uh, is that because uh, I'll go back and check and make sure it appeared uh, properly. Uh, two things very quickly. Um, I finally started uh, shooting some surveillance photos in Lakewood. About wow, are you going to post those? I'll post those. I'll put them up on the forum. And we'll put them up on the, I'll put them up on your blog, too. Put them up on the blog. I'll put them up on the forum. And, and yeah. real quick, just, just a, uh, a minor thing. Yeah, I got pe- made it. People got, love photos. Right. They, um, I, mean, uh, I mean, the print... You know, I, I'm not sure how many people can finish a paragraph today. I mean, obviously, you know, people we want that are interested, you know, we want white nationalists that can read a paragraph, but, uh, and there are, of course, I would I would think the majority of people do, but that come to our sites. But, uh, anyway. Hey, look. Got made at a traffic light. I'm going to have to let I, you I, go, Jim, and, uh, uh, I mean, Bud. And uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna ask, uh, in, 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 because your your fans starting to go nuts on us again. Visit Bud White at NewJerseyUnfiltered.com. All right, Jeff. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Take care. All right. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Now I think James is on the line with me. James, are you there? I'm here, Jeff. Okay. Good. Well. Uh, that was kind of a, a local report here. I'm glad we got got to talk to Bud. I'd been meaning to, um, you know, have him on a few times, and he goes to bed early. So, uh, you know, a lot of times this show runs very late, and so uh, he's not able to hang around. Um, James, congratulations yeah. on on getting the uh, area matters out. Well, thank you very much. It was, uh, as they say, it was a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you used um, you used something called Pamela, and um, uh, the uh, I didn't get to talk with you about that. But uh, in in the uh, in the well, I don't want to get too technical. But if you go, to, I think it's Tools Options, and then you go into uh, Recording, Call Recording. You uh, and then you go into Additional. Uh, Generally, you want to have um, your microphone, your two microphone speaker levels, really quite low, believe it or not. 
mm-hmm. uh, like uh, probably in the you did a, uh, actually you, you, you we we talk, we're going to play some sound clips from this broadcast uh, uh, listeners, uh, but uh, you talked about the the sound quality not being not being too good, but in some cases, but actually I, I thought it was very good, it was fine. But mm-hmm. just for your future reference, like um, when I've used this, I found that if you have it like at around plus the microphone or like uh, around plus uh, 110. And uh, the speaker around, you know, plus 110, it, it works very well. Uh, okay. Because if you have them balanced in the middle, that's where you think it would be. Uh, it, it actually, the, the, the music, do, the, the, uh, uh, it does kind of degrade. Uh, uh, it does kind of degrade a little bit at times. Uh, but... Um, it, it, this Pamela, if you have Skype, just so, so listeners know what we're talking about, and we're not going to talk about this geeky stuff very much longer because we want to talk about the Jews and Aryan matters. But um, it, it's um, it's a package you can buy, uh, and it will integrate in with your Skype, and you can record all your calls, uh, and it's very nice that way. And you can record incoming, outcoming calls, all calls, and uh, and it's a very easy way to record your calls. And uh, so, anyway, that's uh, for reference. Uh, anyway, uh, let's also mention that the. Um, let's get back on on topic on topic here, James. Uh, we have the Aryan Matters website back up, uh, and uh, and that's ArianMatters.com. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you know, visit there. And all the MP3s, uh, of course, they can be accessed from VNN too. But all the MP3s are there for the um, 11 broadcasts now of Aryan Matters. And uh, we had Lee. Uh, this is the first I'd heard from Lee in in uh, maybe a year or more. We had Lee on Free Talk Live uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, we had quite a romping show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and a bunch of other folks were on there, Alex. Alex couldn't make it tonight because he has a uh, well. He has some personal matters he's attending to, and he was supposed to be here. But uh, believe me, uh, when he told me that, it, it, he, there's no way he could have made it. So, but um, on that show, we had a lot of folks, and um, well, anyway, are you, you James? I'd like you to uh, set up a little bit um, for the listeners here before I play the sound clip. The um, the the first topic of the show, and what was that about? Oh, you caught me on the hop there, Je- uh, Jeff. Let me. Uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, you can go to the. Um, you can go as as listeners can to the uh, on the forum, and then here we'll go there together. Go to the forum. Go to uh, Vanguard Broadcasting, and. Go to Area Matters Hawthorne Report, and where'd it go? Area Matters number eleven. Oh, this had to do with Mr. Cameron. Why don't you, before we, before we play the clip, why don't you tell the the, the voters about who Mr. Cameron is? Well, Mr. David Cameron. Voters, is, <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, he's the new the new glamour boy leader of the uh, refurbished Conservative Party in Great Britain. And we, I read this report as we've been following very closely Mr. David Cameron and his adventure 
in, in, in the British political uh, spectrum, especially now since he's assumed power of um, Britain's second largest political party. Mm. And when we've, um, we did a, a previous program on him, on Area Matters, which is on the archive, about how pro-Jewish he seemed to be early on as he was um, slowly gathering speed to become the new leader of the Conservative Party. And then, lo and behold, from the resources of the Jewish Chronicle here in Great Britain, we find this great story of the Jews behind not only David Cameron, but the British Conservative Party too. All right, well, then let's let's play the clip here. This is from uh, the most recent Area Matters. We'll play the link to the... Um to the entire broadcast here on the forum just a moment. Let's go ahead and play the clip. And this concerns, oh. believe it or not, the Jews behind the Conservative Party. And this was put out by the Jewish Chronicle of Great Britain. Jewish Chronicle is the leading Jewish newspaper in the United Kingdom. And if this becomes under the... This was a special report by the Jewish Congress called, sorry, Chronicle, called Team Cameron's Big Jewish Backers. I'm not going to read the whole thing because we will put this up in our mentionables and I'll put this up as a link on the VNN Area Matters section. But just a quick quote from this article, the biggest Jewish donor to the party, while Mr. Cameron has been leader, is gaming magnet Lord Steinberg, who has donated... I'm going I'm to stop it there, James. Uh, this is so amazing here. Uh, uh, basically, you got a Jew that runs the gambling in, uh, industry there, who's mm -hmm. a major backer of the conservative party. Is that is that what I just heard? That's correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, boy. Okay. Here we go. And thirty thousand pound plus. He gave a loan of two hundred and fifty thousand. Pounds. Hedge fund owner Stanley Fink. Fink, huh? Oh yeah. I think that's. <laughs> Why well, you can't get a more appropriate name? Okay. Anyway, let's go back to the clip. All right. Gave a hundred and three thousand, and this report goes on. Uh, leading Jewish figures gave his team, as opposed to the party. So apparently, uh, Cameron's has his own uh, team which is getting funded by the Jews not all, none, as well as the full conservative party uh, additional donations of more than £60,000 and uh, you can just read this article you can see all these people Michael Green, Carlton TV boss Michael Green, £10,000 Sam Wolfson it just goes on and on and on Biocom chair now, this is a name to really get your tongue around. Podju Fifth. By the way, James, was, did you say Viacom? Uh, Bicom. Oh, I see. B-I-C-O-M. Oh. We have a big media company here in this, uh, in this country called Viacom, and it's owned by a Jew, too. And we know uh, all about him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Diller, I think, is his name. Anyway, uh, anyway let's go on with the clip. £15,000 plus £25,000 to the party. So look, Cameron has his own team, and the Jews are giving money to his team, plus they're also giving money to the Conservative Party. And then it just goes back 
to that program on area matters where, where we mentioned how, how sickly pro-Israel he is well here, here we have it in the full light of day from the Jewish Chronicle in Great Britain Jews backing not only Carolyn's team but also backing the Conservative Party what's your views on yeah. that? Yeah, well you know in America that's been the case for years people thought well you know the Jews who, who really started the uh, you know communist so-called liberal democratic movement movement and funded the Democrat Party so much, but they also funded the Republican Party. So it's, it doesn't matter where you go, what country you're in. They play all sides, right? They want to corrupt everybody, and if that doesn't show corruption right there, you know, in in, in any government that. They can they can play these games because they a lot of them have money. They can play these games where if we if they want something they say I want you to do this and if you don't if you don't do this or vote this way or, or have this opinion on this subject I'm we're not going to give you this money. Wow, so that, that's uh, that of course was Lee Gardner uh, hopping in there. He's your counterpart on Aryan Matters, and uh, you know basically the Jews have both ends covered, don't they? They sure do. They have the Labour Party covered, um, and now they really have the Conservative Party covered. They also have the uh, the third largest party in Great Britain is the Liberal Democratic Party. They also have that covered. So <laughs> these Jews have got all the bases covered, no wow. doubt. Well, uh, last time we talked uh, on uh, on Free Talk Live, uh, this is kind of a digression here. You mentioned um, a demonstration. Uh, for Mr. Griffin, has that happened in Leeds? Has that has that occurred yet? It's going to happen on uh, Wednesday. Okay. It's going to be a, a large demonstration outside Leeds Crown Court at ten o'clock in the morning. Do you? Will you or any of your friends be there? Yep. Okay. Well, take some photos. I mean, not well, not, of, not of yourself if you don't want, but uh, take some photos of the crowd and uh, and and post them on VNN forum. Sure, well, or okay. send them to we'll me. I'll get them up. We'll do. And uh, I guarantee you, Jeff, there's going to be a lot of photos being taken. Yeah, it's, it's going to be national news. Oh, good, good. Well, let's see. Let's um, let's move on to the other clip here for a minute. Let's see. This is issue two. What what do we have here for the second issue on area matters? Well, that was about um, the outspoken. British General, oh, uh, General yeah. Richard Dannant. Yeah, this was was this Lee's was this Lee's topic. This was one of Lee's stories. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the silences began to crack. And by the way, uh, before we launch into this uh, issue, uh, there was an article on IHR uh, today. And I often stop by there. Do you know who those folks are? IHR. Yeah. 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 And uh, basically, it, Britain originally opposed the Iraq War, says a new uh, book by the CIA official. And, you know, what's interesting is uh, about whether it's Mr. Dannett or, uh, or other incidents in, in this war. Remember we had the Downing Street memos that came out? Yep. And uh, what, I f- what I found out about, the, um, what I found out about the, the British system is, is that the, uh, the foreign, I believe you call the foreign office or foreign desk, these people in the British system are much more independent than they are in the American system. That is, they they tend to be uh, often people who who are kind of well, in some cases, had been kind of groomed for diplomatic service, 
and uh, you know they they're not as directly under the influence of the prime minister, uh, and so they they kind of these offices kind of have more of a of a independent sort of aspect to them. Uh, when I say independent, they're they can be a little bit more free of political control, uh, and they kind of have their own traditions and their own um, philosophies. And here in the United States, um, these um, the CIA and the State Department, uh, even though we kind of had that to some degree, but never as much as that, uh, these departments have become totally centralized and totally under the thumb of the presidency. And I, I find it uh, interesting uh, that uh, all the leaked stuff that's come out about this war and the lies uh, about it, most of that had come from England or from the British government, the Crown mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it over there, and the Downing Street memos and, and these sort of uh, comments by these generals. And I think that they have a little bit more freedom to act and to talk over there than they do here. I, I don't know what your feelings are about that. He's a <coughs> he's a very brave uh, man, uh, yeah. General Dannon. He came out. Um, he didn't even go to Tony Blair with this. He just came out. Uh, originally, it was in the Daily Mail in London, and then it was picked up by Time Magazine, which leaves reporting on, on this from Time Magazine. But the fact that he came out and he basically said that we shouldn't be there, and we should pull all our troops out. It's not our war. What the heck are we doing in there? Well, you know, there's another politician in Britain. I, I don't know his political pedigree, but his name is T-A-M. Uh, I'll spell it out before I try to say it. T-A-M, and his last name is D-A-L. Uh, was it Tam Dayal? D-A-L-Y-A-L? Yeah, Tam Dayal, yeah. Tam Dayal. What sort of a name is that, by the way? Tam de all, I'm not really sure. It could be. He's a white man. Welsh. Yeah, he's a white Welsh. Man, Welsh. Okay. Yeah, that's something I think a lot of Americans, uh, at least I, I initially did uh, before I learned more about the British Isles, uh, was there's a lot of. <clears throat> for a while there, I, I know this is going to be a bit insulting to some of the English uh, or uh, British people listening tonight, but I, I, I just thought everyone was English in Britain, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because that's how we refer to uh, the British Isles. We just say, "Oh, the English," and uh, that's what we called them all, and uh, and that's kind of how it came down to us. And uh, but in fact, uh, you have all these tribes over there: uh, Cornish and Welsh and and Scottish. And uh, sometimes I just say English when I mean uh, some other tribe uh, that's in the British Isles. But anyway, this Tam Dale had uh, had said that. Uh, when the when the war was uh, ramping up before any any shots had been fired, that the real reason for the war was the Jews, and he was he's a British uh, MP, member of Parliament. Is that correct? Um, he is no longer. He passed away just recently. Oh, he passed away. I'm sorry to hear mm-hmm. that. Well, anyway, I mean, uh, there was no. I'm not aware of. Well, you know, we did have over here. We did have a retiring senator, Fritz Hollings. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably also uh, another uh, descendant from the British Isles, uh, in that, interesting enough, Fritz Hollings, uh, who said the same thing, but uh, he retired. And then, you know, some of these people, some of these politicians, when they retire and exit out, they, they'll they make these little confessions, right, that get printed in, in a local newspaper, right? Uh, 
in this case, he said he said something similar to what Tam Dayall said, and and uh, of course, if you wanted to find the quote, you had to go to the local newspaper in North Carolina to find it. Uh, well, and because that should uh, interrupt there, Jeff. Does that just reinforce uh, Jewish power for everybody? Yeah. Um, these politicians will not say this while they while they have a seat, either in the Senate or Congress or the House of Parliament. They won't say that because they know what Jewish power is all about. It's only when it troubles their conscience, this Jewish power, how mm-hmm. they corrupt, how they corrupt our politicians through, uh, like the, the, the shenanigans with uh, David Cameron with their financial power. Their financial power, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's only when they, well, one of the politicians that have the real consciences, like Hollins and Dial and uh, I can name Finley. These people who've got real conscience, well, when they leave uh, public office and go into private life, they are so troubled by this Jewish power and how corrupt and how evil it is on our nations that, that they just can't. They have to come speak out, you know? Yeah. And but it's, it's sad that they have to leave office before they start spouting the uh, truth. Why can't these people show some, so show some backbone? Well, what in, I was in, in what, what I was kind of impressed by Dale's comment in Britain was is that, uh, as I recall, he was in office, and he was a standing member of, of yeah. Parliament. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm sorry to hear about his death because he sounds like a a, a man uh, that he sounds like a man actually, uh, just to put it simply. And uh, I don't know that he, if he knew he was going to die and, and you know had cancer or something and just you know blurted it out or not but anyway he he was there now, the thing about Hollings which was I, I, I don't know uh, I wasn't quite as impressed with him even though he did he did spill the beans but he he was he was uh, on his last week or something in office or mm-hmm. something and he and so you know you know he was hardly a profile in courage although like you're saying he had he had a conscience somewhere this Hollings uh, but um, he, he, he didn't. He did. You know, he could have spoken out earlier. He would have lost his job. Yeah, but uh, he could have uh, told the truth earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but anyway, let's play. Let's play the clip here from Aryan Matters that we're all talking about here. This general that uh, says that this whole war is a, a, a snafu. Called a revolt of the generals, and it's a Time article put out, mm-hmm. and what happened is there was this British army general who is, of course, not happy with the war in Iraq, <laughs> the way things are going, and who can blame them? You know, it's it's a fucking disaster over there with uh, American troops and, uh, you know, Iraqi civilians and all people getting bombed all the time, and just like we said in the previous programs, the precursor to this and the example that this follows is not so much the Vietnam War as it is Palestine because what Americans are doing there is the same as what the Israelis do in Palestine it's a fucking occupation and people don't want them there so that's why all this suicide bombing goes on and everything else if you're a American or Iraqi general over there you can't help but see lies that they told about how the Iraqis would throw flowers and have parades for the Americans coming in that, that that was not true and it's and it's still not true 
So anyway, here's this. Here I'll just read a couple of lines from this article. It says the straight-talking chief of the British Army, General Richard Dennett, gave interviews to the London Daily Mail and the BBC that had 10 Downing Street scrambling. And right, 10 Downing Street is where the Prime Minister lives. Is that right? Yeah, correct. And here's a quote from this general. He says, It's an absolute fact that in some parts of the country, he's talking about Iraq, the fact that we are there causes people to attack us. And in that sense, our presence exacerbates violence. And now, maybe this guy, maybe his example, this General uh, Richard Dennett, will you know, inspire other American generals to start actually saying the same things and, and revolt. Now, I've heard, like, there was that one lady who's uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Kwiatkowski, right, mm-hmm. who actually started yeah. her own little radio show there. She, she actually had inside information saying how these Jews and Israelis had so much power and control and authority and were given so much respect in our Pentagon. Okay, They could actually walk in unannounced and, and have, a, have a meeting with a high-ranking general, uh, American Army general, when that was completely against protocol. Everybody who came in there had to be signed in, had to have an appointment, all this stuff, but not these fucking Jews. Well... Yeah, I remember uh, Karen Kwiatkowski talking about that, and and she's also another one that I think saw the writing on the wall and got out, mm-hmm. and uh, she she resigned uh, when this war was ramping up, and uh, refused to take part of that. She was a CIA officer, as far as I can recall, and she got tired of these Jews uh, swinging their asses all over the Pentagon and treated like they're uh, well, like they're the chosen people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I saw a program on her. Um, in fact, it was forwarded to me from a friend. And basically, when she was working at the Pentagon, she basically said, they, these Israelis just walked into the Pentagon as if they owned the place. It was quite frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, look, we're at the top of, uh, top of the hour, James. So let's take a short break here, and we'll come back with more. This is uh, VNN Free Talk Live, and we will be right back after this short break. Radio, waking you up. 